All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode 30 of Derek's Discussions. We got Andrew Hard here today. You know, how you doing, Andrew? Good, Derek. Thanks for having me on. All right, so let's let's start off. You know, obviously you're graduating, you know, coming up soon. So, you know, what are your plans kind of after college? Well, I'm kind of at a, a crossroads right now. So hear me out. Right now, for people who don't know, I'm the managing editor of Centerfield currently. I could either get into sports writing, which I love. I love sports writing. I have a true passion for that. But recently I've been kind of getting into sports production and I'm liking it. Like, so a little bit about me, my uh, history real quick. So in, in high school, I was in the film production and um, I, I joined this program when I was a freshman called the uh, Peers Influence Peers Partnership. Um, and it's basically a nonprofit organization. Make We make uh, these like drama films like dramas documentaries psas all this these types of things on different team issues um and there is where i learned a lot about production setting up cameras um you know working with cameras lights sound all of those and so i got i I was there for four years and i got a true basis of production from that and um you know, just doing some production stuff at Marist for sports production. Like this winter, I just did an internship with the Red Fox Network, uh, doing production for basketball games and, you know, whether it be Red Fox Report as well. Um, I, I, you know, and take after taking Riv's uh, sports production class, sports broadcasting, you know, I, I kind of got into it a little bit. So I, I'm at a weird spot where I don't know which direction I want to go. Uh, but I, I feel like both directions um, have good value for me. Yeah, and I feel like um, just in sports communication, sports broadcasting, whatever it is in sports media, um, I feel like journalism is kind of the backbone of everything. Right. Um, and I think that's that's going to help you um, throughout throughout your, your career. Is there any specific like let's say 10 years down the road or, you know, 20 years down the road where you're solidified in your career. Is there like, obviously you're at a crossroads right now, but like, do you have any idea of like what you'd, you know, want to be doing or anything, or is it kind of just all up in the air at this point? I I don't have an idea of what I want to do that far down. Now, keep in mind too, I'm a business minor. So that's my, uh, that's my, I guess, plan C in this case, uh, where if, if the top two things don't work for me, I can get into business, uh, get my MBA, but, um, I, I I just want to be in a spot 10 to 20 years where I'm comfortable, you know, where like, I I feel comfortable in my life. You know, I, I have a good living, um, a decent living at least where I'm comfortable and, uh, you know, it just, nothing really specific. I just, mm-hmm. I want, I want to be happy then. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to grind my way through these formative years, I guess, to get to that spot where I'm comfortable. And then you mentioned having that business minor. Um, the majority of people in sports communication, sports broadcasting, production, what, whatever it is in, in the sports world, usually they say, I don't want to work a nine to five. However, with being a business minor, what are your thoughts on a nine to five schedule? Hey, I'm, I've been working 95, nine to five the past four years, you know, uh, before my freshman year at Marist, I landed a gig at the, the school's business office through some connections. And uh, so that whole summer, I was just working at Marist before my freshman year at the business office getting like an idea of financials and like working a true 95 nine to five I'm working full days um you know this past summer I was working almost full time um nine to five and so like it's very helpful I guess in getting you in that grindy mindset mm-hmm. um which you will need because I mean who knows I mean both jobs, you're not going to be working typical nine to fives. So I, I see that from like a sports comm major standpoint, you're going to be working odd hours anyways. 
but I think a nine to five kind of gets you and I don't want to say laborious, but like I'd say stable. Some... I'd say stable. I guess stable. I, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. A stable mindset where um you just you just know how to roll on, I guess. <laughs> like yeah. Um a nine to five really helps you with that. And yeah. Yeah, I think nine to fives are like I do nine to fives sometimes. I don't love nine to fives. I don't hate nine to fives. Um, mm. it is kind of what it is, just in my opinion. But talking sports here, you know, what do you want? Like, what do you look for like when doing a sports, just doing like whether it be journalism, obviously, or just looking at sports in general, whether it be, you know, broadcasting or um your background in journalism, because obviously you have a different mindset than most being in journalism and production that most people don't have that kind of experience to do, you know, kind of both um, at a high level. Um, what do you mean? Like, what do I look for? Like on the field or like, yeah, so, so like when you're watching like a sports, I'll do sports broadcast in particular, right. when you're watching a sports broadcast, what's your mindset? Obviously gotcha. journalism perspective, you have that, you know, background, but then you also have the production background as well. Well, I, it's funny you mentioned that I, 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 of a couple of my friends, uh, Jacob Framian being one of them, mutual friend, um, I, I get really into sports media and like, I, I talk about commentators all the time and like, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, in fact, I'm working on a, uh, project right now for, uh, with ARF it's, mm-hmm. um, for a sports com research lab. And my, my whole thing is on announcers and people's perceptions on announcers. I love and it. I so, love it. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm very much listening and like, I, I have, I get very opinionated about announcers and, um, but at the same time, they're not supposed to make or break the sporting event. You know, you, you gotta like, like, you know, the play take precedent over the announcers. The announcers are a small part of it. Now, of course, production gets bad when, you know, they lose the feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then you have a reason to be very upset at production. But as long as there's a feed and as long as there's a sport that I like, a team that I like, I'll be watching. You are speaking to the choir when you're talking about announcers. Um <laughs> I, I probably am the biggest announcer like fan oh, that yeah? you have ever met. Like I, I love announcers. I've been getting into production though. Um, one of my friends at Nerd Aim was talking to me earlier. Um, he's a big score bug guy. Oh, like I... production. And like I'm starting to get into that, but like announcers, like there's just something about it. Like I can just mute the TV and listen to it while I'm doing work. Um, one time I think it was last year. I believe it was opening day. I had six games on, um, six games on all, all volume, all volume for six games. And I got, and I was doing work. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a different breed, I guess. I, it's funny. You mentioned the score bugs too. I, uh, last semester for journalism skills, I actually produced a whole video on the history of score bug or the evolution of score bugs in America. <laughs> and oh my so, God. yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'll send it to you. It's, it's, yeah, I, I I'm crazy into those. So you're talking to the right man. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big announcer guy. I love I also love awful announcing. Um, oh, but, um oh, oh, that, oh, that oh, is oh. that is just like I get I probably look at I get the newsletter um like every day. So yeah. I'm a big I'm a big uh, awful announcing guy. So that's you know when when anybody brings up announcers like you are just you're that's like my heart and soul right there. I've um, been an avid awful announcing reader for six years. I haven't, avid. I haven't been, I haven't been there for six years, but my, I, I get stuff like sent to me all the time. Like if oh, you yeah. look at it, like I probably, so like if I don't look at my phone for an entire day, I probably have, let's just say 110 notifications and let's just say 60 to 80 of those are all, are all sports related. That's how, that's how bad it is. Um, Not necessarily bad, but that's yeah. how in, intense my, uh, my sports uh, geekage is. Yeah, I, I'm all into media rights. And, um, you know, it's actually funny too. It's, it's made me money. Uh, like when a, a few years ago, this this would have been 
my senior year of high school. So I'll say late 2018, um, early 2019, um, dub, the WWE was in the media rights, uh, I guess competition, mm-hmm. and um, it Fox, which eventually oh. who eventually acquired the rights. Uh, this was for Friday Night SmackDown. Mm-hmm. They they were giving they're ready to prepare uh, prepare the bid for this like big money offer. Mm-hmm. And once rumor of that came out, I, I I put in some money in WWE stock, and oh. eventually a few months later. Their rights got sold to Fox, and their stock. Uh, I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say doubled. It might have nearly doubled, actually. So I think close. I put in. I think I put like forty. Someone. We have to fact check this, but I think I put in four, like a few shares. I think shares were like forty bucks each, and I think they rose to like the high eighties. So yeah, they would. They doubled. So I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a huge WWE guy, but then again, I'm also not surprised based on networks. Uh, no, but the power the power of sports media news is yeah. what I was trying to put across there. <laughs> and then obviously NBC is getting uh, college football, uh, the yeah. Big Ten, which is huge. Iron Eagle is going to be the main broadcaster. Todd no, Black. Eagle. no, oh, yep, Noah Eagle, Iron Eagle's son, and Todd Blackledge, which means Sean McDonough will be looking for a new color commentator that's going to be interesting there also Greg McElroy probably my guess that would also impact Joe Tessitore yep and then it kind of impacts the rest league they could look elsewhere but NBC is still looking for guys uh not necessarily guys but people you know for their broadcast not necessarily just off camera but also on camera as well as they'll have still three games but you know moving on what got you into sports okay for me, the clearest sporting now, I, I I can imagine some stuff before this, but my clearest sport memory um, early on was when I was six years old and Super Bowl forty two, uh, the Giants and the Patriots. I'm a big New York Giants fan. Um. And the that, first Super Bowl, you're saying? The first one, yeah. This was yep. the 2007 season. The Patriots were undefeated at this point. Uh, my my grandfather, even though he, he wasn't from New England, was a big Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. And and we had call, we had a, he, he at the time he lived in Florida. We had a call before, and and he was making fun of me for being a Giants fan. And he's like, "Oh, the Patriots are going to go undefeated. The Patriots are going to thank you." <laughs> and um i i remember watching this uh on our it was our new tv at the time and the giants had this miraculous game i i remember the helmet i remember my for my reaction to the helmet catch so clearly uh i was so giddy i was so excited um it was the greatest thing i'd ever seen and i still think it's one of the greatest plays if not the greatest play ever in my lifetime um i'm not going to say it's immaculate reception level of course but i wasn't alive then so i can't really critique that but in terms of my lifetime that has to be my all-time favorite play and um I, the giants won and i i started off my, my true fandom with a championship what better way to start your fandom um eventually um i i grew into liking baseball baseball was next for me i mean i think baseball i loved early on playing i i, I was in the t-ball um mm-hmm. and uh, but i felt i think I, I i grew to love baseball um probably around around the same time as football really 07 08 and the yankees won the world series in 09 i remember that very clearly too um and then I didn't get into basketball. I want to say until 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that, that must've been, yeah, it was right after Carmelo Anthony was traded to the Knicks. Okay. Um, I mean, I remember watching 
basketball before that, but I wasn't really into it until then, mm-hmm. where I was like heavily invested. Okay. Um, and then I'd say hockey was last for me in terms of the four major sports. Um, my my dad played hockey growing up, and so he hockey. I mean, in terms of knowledge of the sport, that's definitely his best sport. But okay. I, I didn't I didn't get into it until like 2014 i want to say it was right around when the rangers were right. in the stanley cup final but so th- that's when i like fell in love with each major sport to the point where mm-hmm. i am now where i just love all sports really <laughs> i love i mean i'm a big soccer fan now um i i i just but really the formative moment was super bowl 42 that's mm-hmm. when i saw the magic in sports it was like a movie yeah, it's funny you mentioned you start watching sports at six years old. That is the exact same time I when I started watching sports at six. Uh, mine was 2009 World Series, New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a little a while later, and then Giants. NBA, I was a Celtics fan just based on growing up in the state of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of switched, I want to say, like 2015, 2016, around there right after the Ray, right after Ray Allen, KG, and all those guys went to Brooklyn or no, the year before they went to Brooklyn, I became a Knicks fan hockey, never been a huge fan. However, uh, I will be doing a hockey game this Friday. Uh, make sure to watch on YouTube. I'm going to do be, be doing club division two hockey uh, for the first time um, ever doing hockey first time. Really? Uh, first time doing broadcasting at Marist College so that'll be interesting I think the game time is at 7 30 although I thought it was at 9 30 so who knows what the time is but I'll make sure to uh, let everyone know through uh through my social media accounts um anyways do your you best know, Sam Rosen impression uh, that's I, a power play goal <laughs> I haven't I don't think I've ever announced hockey I've never even announced hockey or looked at the announcer that deeply so yeah. it should be interesting to see what my voice is when I say score, because we all know that's going to be uh, pretty hilarious. Uh, I won't be surprised if half the crowd thinks I'm on like on something just based <laughs> on the fact that, you know, if if you've seen any of the games, the if, if anybody's out there seen any of the games that I did in high school, some people will call me erratic at times. Some people will say you're too stern. Well, guess what? You know, I'm back, you know, after a little hiatus, I guess you'd call it. And it's going to be a good time. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, you know, what is one thing that you want, like the viewer that might not necessarily know you? What do you want them to know about you? I, you know, I, I, it's a good question, but I hate these questions. It's the hardest question to answer. Um, but for me. I guess, I, I guess I want them to know. I mean, I, I hope this doesn't sound too like cliche or generic, but I, I, I really do um, care about my craft, I guess. And like, I, I, I pride myself in being a hard worker. Uh, like whether it's through like whatever I'm doing, like in, in high school, I, I, I played trombone in the school band. Oh, I'm a tromboner, tromboner all the way. And um, while I wasn't the best, uh, I got the uh, James Brown nickname, the hardest man, hardest working man in showbiz. Uh, <laughs> and, but basically because like, even though I might not be the best, I've put in my practice. I try to, you know, try to put in my due. And I, I, I put that craft into my sports writing, uh, into my production. I'm always learning into whatever work I'm doing. So I, I guess blue-collared, hard-working man <laughs> trying to make mm-hmm. his due. You know, I think my favorite quote um, from Derek Jeter is, there may be more talent there may be more people with more talent um, around you, but to, I mean, I'm paraphrasing it because I don't remember it like mm-hmm. right off the target. There may be more people that have more talent than you, 
but there's no no one going to be harder working than you and that resonates that resonates with me and it and it gives me like i have chills right now just based on the fact of there's there's in my opinion there's not necessarily you're not always going to be the most talented person on the face of the earth there's always someone better uh at everything than you are but if you put in the work now it depends on how you look at hard work you're going to be successful no matter what you do maybe you have to change paths but you know it is what it is and as long as you continue to work hard and and dedicate yourself to whatever you want to do in the future you'll be in good shape no matter what you just got to you just got to put the work work in and, and things will go your way even though it might not seem like it will just hold yourself to a high standard you know just you know always want more it, it's kind of mamba mentality ish <laughs> just you know trying to trying always wanting more like hey one championship come on not only don't want just one you want two you want and then you get into lebron not three not four not five not six but um that, you, you just apply that to every facet of your life and you'll be successful that's what i believe yeah i also kind of believe that you should be your biggest critic no matter yes. no matter what it is um people like when people ask me for feedback I always have to say, do you really, do you really want my feedback? Because no matter what it is, like, I'm pretty blunt and I'll basically, you might think I'm not, you might think that I'm absolutely crapping on it, but I'm doing it to make you better. Um, Not just myself. It's to make you look better because I feel like at least in this marriage community, maybe, maybe it's just me, but we want to grow together. We want to be together. We want to make sure that everyone around us is better, not just because we're not selfish necessarily, but because we're part of a community and we're part of a a bigger, a bigger why. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Absolutely. You know, now going on to part two, just talking sports. Obviously it's Derek's discussions for a reason. Uh, Eagles versus San Francisco 49ers. Oh God. This game was terrible. Um, I couldn't even, I thought it was going to be a lot closer of a game, but when you look at the stuff that goes on, you're talking number one, the third string quarterback in Brock Purdy gets hurt. I didn't see that hit necessarily, but what I've seen on Twitter, what I've th- seen through social media, that does not look good. That didn't look, look good to begin with. Josh Johnson comes in and let's be honest, it's the journeyman, Josh Johnson. He's very blah and not very good. Um, and then you kind of had to go back and he got a concussion. So they had to go to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, that was, that's a whole nother thing. And then they went back to Brock Purdy, um, at the end of the game. If you're the San Francisco 49ers, there's so much going on right now at the quarterback spot. I don't know how they can overcome basically that as a whole, they ended up scoring seven points, which you would say is terrible, but, you scored seven points with that. I mean, not that that's an accomplishment and that you should be proud of that, but that's not as bad as nothing. Um, at the end of the day, their offense just didn't move um, for this entire game. You look at the yards, you look at Brock Purdy, people would say, oh, Brock Purdy's not the answer. You look at the stats, he was four for four for 28 yards. I mean, what else is the guy going to do? He's perfect in 28 yards. Yes, you can throw the ball down the field, but like he wasn't really in the game for very much. Yeah, you know, and I just want to say too, I don't know if you saw this. Adam Schefter tweeted a few hours ago, Purdy tore his UCL in his arm, yeah. his throwing arm. So he's out six months. Um, but no, Purdy, I mean, well, San Francisco in general, um, I think they're more of a, a game plan type of offense where like they, they, they script the game, I think very heavily okay. um, based on their opponent's weaknesses. And I think Purdy getting hurt made dealt a massive oh. blow. Oh yeah. Uh, and they kind of got sidetracked, um, which you can't blame them. It was unforeseen. Um, and I, as a Giants fan, I have nightmares of Josh Johnson, actually, uh, back when <laughs> he was with the uh, then Redskins. Um, he uh, he gashed us in a game once. I, it must have been 2018. I can't remember if it was 18 or 19. must have been 18. Um, 
So I, you know, I was like, I, I thought Josh Johnson might have been better, but I mean, as a fourth string quarterback, you can't really ask for a lot. <laughs> so uh, to say I, I, I was surprised uh, is a complete lie. Um, the Eagles, though, um, I mean, give them credit. They took advantage. They uh, didn't lose their sight on the Super Bowl. They played of heart and passion and the refs uh, on their side as well. Um, first with that Devontae Smith one-handed play that shouldn't have been a catch. Uh, and then multiple weird calls with penalties and calls and holding calls that should have been called. Um, but, you know, mo- they deserve the win. The Eagles deserve the win. So um, they did in convincing fashion. I f- it definitely made me feel much better about the Giants loss to the Eagles the week before. Um, so I, you know, I, I take that as a Giants fan, yeah. <laughs> but, um, just know that now I'll be heavily, uh, I'm not going to be unbiased. I'm going to be heavily rooting for the chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, I think I look at this game and I think the, que- the question that I kind of have is, does this game tell you more about the Philadelphia Eagles or does this game tell you more about the issues with the 49ers? Um, I think it says more about the issues with the 49ers. Um, you can talk about giving up 31 points, but when your offense doesn't move, like what are you going to do? I think it was the same thing with the Giants game against the Eagles. Their offense didn't move. There's nothing a defense can really do if your offense doesn't move. However, anyways, I think Brock Purdy is the answer in San Francisco. I think he's the guy. I understand he's out for six months. Reports were earlier, six to eight weeks. Now it's six months. I hope Brock Purdy's okay. I really do. I think Brock Purdy coming out of Iowa State, people say that he never looks special at Iowa State. I wouldn't say he never looks special. That's 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 wrong. Um, if you look at what he did at Iowa State under Matt Campbell, how bad Iowa State was before Brock Purdy and Matt Campbell got there and how good they came quickly. His freshman year, they started to be, you know, bowl eligible and relevant. That means something. That's something right there. You can't tell me that he's not a good quarterback. I said that he was going to be an NFL quarterback. He is an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL starting quarterback. And I think if he continues to be at San Francisco and Shanahan is this quarterback whiz that everybody, you know, says he is, I think Brock Purdy is above average quarterback. I think he's, I said earlier that he could be a top five quarterback in the NFL. If he continues develops, that's a hot take right now with the injury. I think it's probably going to be more like top 10 in that eight to 10 range, because I think you have six to seven guys who are solidified at that list. But then I think there's a huge drop off from whether it be six to eight or six to seven, like in that range, there's a huge drop off. And I think Brock Kurt Purdy could be in that thing, could be in that mode mode where he's not a franchise franchise guy, but he's a guy who's definitely a very good starting quarterback and definitely above average. I'm a huge fan of Brock Purdy um, coming out of Iowa State. I always believed him, believed in him when he was in college and you know my parents and my brother gave me slack for that but guess what Brock Purdy is seven and one as an NFL starting quarterback that's pretty darn good you know I'm not going to overreact on Brock Purdy I'm not going to say he's going to be a top 10 NFL quarterback yet I do love Brock Purdy though I will say the person in college right now who reminds me a lot of Brock Purdy Max Duggan no Max Duggan Oh, Max Duggan, absolutely. When mm-hmm. Brock Pur- when Brock Purdy was in college, he in Iowa move. State, in Iowa State, Max Duggan, absolutely. Now Max Duggan can move. Max Duggan can move. That's the difference. Yes, but in the pocket throwing, they both were fifteen into college. I'm sorry, Big Twelve. I absolutely immediately thought Brock Purdy. Now, with uh, the, whether back to the question of whether it's this game is more of an indictment on the 49ers or a statement by the Eagles. I say it's a little bit of both more about the issues on the 49ers. I will say the Eagles defense though, has really impressed me. Hassan Reddick is, I mean, right now, right now he looks like the best pass rusher in the NFL and (laughs) I think the Eagles 
I mean, getting him, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for nothing. Absolutely. Oh, like Mickey Loomis with the Saints, just absolutely. Uh, that, that has to be his worst move as <laughs> Saints general, general manager is that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson trade. I, I just can't stand that. Um, but the, the Niners, though, I mean, they, they just couldn't stay composed um, with the running attack and they couldn't gain yards on the Eagles at all when, because I mean, the Eagles knew they weren't going to pass. Um, but I mean, even when they tried some flare outs to Debo Samuel, uh, Debo couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't get his run after the catch going, which really has been a Debo problem this year. It seems he hasn't been as he hasn't consistent. been 100% healthy, right? It's, it's, it has to do with his injuries. He hasn't been that consistent player as a Debo Samuel manager in fantasy this year I can attest to that firsthand um but um like he has flashes of brilliance this year but most 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 of the time this year he's looked he looked like just he did as he did yesterday um just getting nowhere beyond the line of scrimmage um but honestly the the Niners need some work in their secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, this game proved that once again. I mean, Charverius Ward's nice. Jimmy Ward's okay. But I think they need more uh, in terms of safeties. Uh, also, they they have arguably the best front seven in the NFL, but yeah. they, got, they got tired. They got tired out there, and you can't really fault them for that. Um, that's more of the offense, uh, I think, just getting off the field quick, possession yeah. by possession. So I actually commend the 49ers defense, even though they gave up that many <laughs> points, um, just because they – I mean, man, the, the offense couldn't do anything. They, they, McCaffrey was put in a bad spot um, because I, I don't believe Christian McCaffrey is that workhorse running back that that will take 20 carries a game i i mccaffrey's best utilized when he's all over the field yes you know he give him his touches he absolutely will take 20 touches but i don't think he t- he's a 20 carry running back he's going up the middle every single time um so i i think the niners need to find some sweet balance in their offense um and i but i i don't know how they're gonna find that i mean when brock purdy was healthy they were they were extraordinary with their intermediate passing game and um so if purdy comes back healthy and they can get back to that absolutely i think they can get to a super bowl and win a super bowl but unfortunately if purdy's injury and no reliable backups behind them who have been in the system for a longer period of time. It was toast for them. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Max Duggan as Brock Purdy, just based on the fact that Max Duggan is a more powerful runner. I look at Max Duggan as a college quarterback. I see the comparison in the type of that this guy's going to get drafted like later, later, but I don't see it based on the fact that Brody. Purdy's a better system quarterback than Max Duggan. Um, that's what I, I think he's a better passer passer in the intermediate pass game. I think Purdy's going to be a beast. Uh, McCaffrey, it's like McCaffrey, I, I agree, needs to be all over the field, but I don't think it's necessarily touches. I think if you run up the middle, he can't do it that often. But if you run to the side, you know, do read options, stuff like that, slant 18, I love that. Love that play in Madden. I think if you do some stuff like that, I think he can have more catch more carries, but I, if you're, you're right. If you're running him right up the middle, he can't, he can't, he's not able to withstand that. And I don't think there's really a running back out there. That's like his built. He's not built as a running back to go up the middle. He's more of a speed back than anything out there. Um, it was definitely an interesting game seeing the Eagles and 49ers, but obviously disappointing for, the 49ers fans and pretty much disappointing for most fans in general, as most people just don't like uh, Philadelphia, which it is what it is at this point. 
Why did the Empire State Building have to light up green? That's oh. just, that's my own. Like, come on. Come on now. Brutal. All right. Now moving on to the Kansas City-Cincinnati game. That kind of was a, you know, thriller. Kind of ended basically just based on the fact that Kansas City kind of got the ball at the end of the game, and that's kind of who won. Obviously, you had that huge uh, penalty. There's a couple calls throughout this game that were a little iffy, but I think overall it wasn't that bad. Um, one thing, though, that was interesting, though, is combined there was 19 points scored by the kicker. You don't usually see that um, in a game. Um, another interesting thing as I was looking through these stats is Joe Burrow was the leading rusher for the Cincinnati Bengals the leading rusher that says something right there that's terrible um (laughs) Joe Burrow had two interceptions uh I just think Cincinnati just wasn't not that Cincinnati played poorly they didn't they scored 20 points but when your quarterback has two interceptions it just doesn't seem like Obviously, something's going on offensively that's just not working, but you only gave up 20. I mean, this game, I don't know if it's just me or if it's or if it's just the storyline. Joe Burrow had two interceptions. That, to me, is the difference. If you want to talk about why they lost that game, but if you want to talk about the real difference, it's probably that penalty on that last drive that probably gives it away. However, I don't know if that fully gives it away because they still have plenty of time to get into field goal range. Um, that's kind of that. I think I think the Bengals I think there's nothing wrong with either team. I don't think one team has like a specific need in the draft. I think it's just kind of like the Bengals got unlucky today. Joe Burrow didn't have it. It happens. You know, try back next year and see what happens. I don't know if there's anything in particular if if I'm missing something reading this game, but it seems like that to me. Yeah. And you know, the, I, for me, it was definitely the uh, penalty on the final drive to change things. I mean, obviously Mahomes already had the first down and um, they would have had eight seconds. So they were right near field goal range at that point, or at least the extent of Harrison Butker's field goal range. Um, so who knows what would have happened there? Uh, but I, I that that was just a backbreaker right there. You abs- Joseph Asai absolutely cannot do that in that situation. He Mahomes had two feet already out. It, it was clear he was going out of bounds. He, just don't need to make that last hit. And then he got injured on top of it. So it just did not work out at all for all parties. Now, for me, what impressed me the most was how Mahomes performed with his injured ankle. Um, just being able to be a trooper, make those like that running play at the end of that ankle. Are you kidding me? Um, Mahomes was so impressive to me. And he, he came up big this game for his team when they needed it most. And it, it, there were a lot of similarities with last year's game, uh, of course, opposite outcome, um, but both on a game-winning field goal. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. A starting quarterback in, an, in a championship game or a Super Bowl should not be throwing two interceptions because that's going to ruin your team's chances. Um, I don't care. Uh, that's just more possessions for the other team. I don't want to hear any other excuses. That's absolutely the backbreak. It's not the backbreaker, but it was the game changer uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, um, Mahomes got hurt earlier in the game. He didn't come out, uh, you know, rolling to his left. He thought maybe they would go to Chad Henney at some point. Um, they didn't. They stick with Mahomes. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Mahomes is in the Super Bowl with a better defensive line, um, with the Philadelphia Eagles, better defensive coordinator overall. With the Eagles, should be interesting to see in the Super Bowl. But what get, what stands out to me is everybody's going to say that last play, the penalty. If you're a lineman, a linebacker, or whatever, I understand that he's two feet. But if you're going full speed, after the quarterback, it is hard to it is hard to stop 
Derek Jeter said it himself, a comparison in the major leagues against the Red Sox when he made the catch and dove into the stands. He's like, I can't stop. Yes, he was like 10 feet away from the wall and just caught the ball, you know, in, in fair territory. But your momentum is just taking you there. It's a tough play. It's a penalty. I understand that. It's still tough. I think it's it's tough for me to say that that is the like defining moment, even though I know it's the defining moment, just because of you look at that from a player's standpoint, like it's so hard, like initial reaction. You see the guy going out of bounds. You don't want that guy to get any further. You think he, you never know. Mahomes could cut back in and slide. You don't know. Obviously he's probably going out of bounds, but like it's such a tough decision for a linebacker defensive line to all of a sudden go full speed the quarterback's about to step out, could step out, could step in and and stop. Yes, once he has that one foot, but he's so close to him at that point. It's a tough decision. I feel bad for him because of all, all the heat he's been getting. But at least he has a support system of the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know if you saw after the game, but that was really good to see that everybody was coming up to him and saying, I don't know if they were saying this, but this is just what I would expect. It's not your fault. It's okay. Like stuff like that, just encouragement. Because if you're a player in this league, there is a human element to this. These guys are not just professional athletes without being an actual human being. Like people take them and, you know, people on Twitter, people on social media, they give them all this, you know, backlash and crap about, Hey, you're not doing your job. I get it. These guys are getting paid so many, so many millions of dollars that they kind of have to live with that, but you can't be so like aggressive like in and, and I think people just need to chill because I feel like right now our society and at least athletes and I think just in our society in general is becoming a little bit more sensitive to that type of t- stuff and I don't think it's as good to be as aggressive as it was as it would have been um a, like 10 years 10 years ago as you know you probably could say that and people just wouldn't care no I absolutely agree with the support system I vehemently disagree with the play here's the thing you have he's i don't imagine mahomes cutting back into that situation there's such little time left he wasn't but you never know you never know you know he's gonna roll out he has an injured ankle he's not gonna be making that could slide he He could slide it'd be dumb they would have to waste the timeout i don't even remember if they had a timeout left i believe um they either had one or two i think they had i thought they had two timeouts but they might have called one earlier so they probably had one timeout yeah i you see i would not i would not have done that because mahomes would have had to make one more play anyways to get in the field goal range for sure after that Mm. and that would have had potential to waste the timeout um so i i disagree I think as a player, you got to know the situation. Now, I am absolutely happy. I'm absolutely happy that he has that support system and that he's being loved by his teammates at a t- in a tough spot right now because I, God knows I would be rough after that if I made that play. But you just got to know the situation. And you, you know he has an injured ankle. You know he's going to be going out of bounds because it'd just be dumb to cut back in with that injured ankle and context of the game. Well, it would be dumb, but you never know. It's I Patrick mean, you, Mahomes. You might think you know, but you don't know. Um, another thing is the Kenny Pickett rule. You know, where he tr- in college he tried to slide and didn't slide right. and went back yeah. in. That's some, I'm not saying Mahomes would do that, especially with a bum ankle, but you don't know. And another thing I feel like, yes, you can say he's going out of bounds, but he's also thinking from perspective is I want to knock this guy out, not knock him out of the game, but knock him out in the sense that, I, Hey, if he's going to the sideline, I don't want him to get even more closer. So then they don't have to do as big of a play on the next ba- down and call a timeout. Yeah. But that's reckless of eight seconds. If it were like near halftime, understandable eight seconds left. Not so much. I'm sorry. That's fair. But, um, I think it's just hard. It's just hard for him. Oh, no, it's absolutely hard, but that was not the right play. Wow. Not the right play. If you were in that situation, we might be, uh, you might be saying something different. I, I, I'm sure I would be, but I would still say it was the wrong play. Absolutely the wrong play. All right. Now moving on to the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs. 
before we get into this, I just want to say this is the worst Super Bowl out of all the possibilities that could have happened. I'm not even sure I want to watch this game. That's how bad I hate both. I don't like the Eagles, Giants fan. I don't like the Chiefs. I'm sick and tired of the same team getting there, and I doubted the Chiefs before the season, so I don't want them there. So it's like I, I just – I honestly might just watch the game for the commercials, which the commercials have been going down the tubes lately, or the halftime show. You know what? I won't even watch the game. I'll just watch the halftime show. We all know that's a joke. Obviously, Derek is going to watch the game, but he's not going to be a happy camper. Hey, I, I'm cool with the Chiefs. I'm not um, cool with it's the been, It's been a few years. Oh, my God. Uh, it's been a few years. It's been a few years. Oh, come you know, on. I, I'm, I'm fine if they win. As oh long God. as it's not the Eagles. Now, I do think the Eagles are a better team at the moment all around. I don't think no, it's, it's a hot take. Yeah, I don't, it's not at all. <laughs> I mean, Mahomes is the far superior quarterback, but how good well, will his ankle be? Well, I don't know about how, that. How, how good will his ankle be? That's the question. I don't know if he's and, better. I don't know if you can say Mahomes is better than Hurts, even if he's healthy. Are you kidding me? Hurts, Hurts this year is an MVP candidate. I'm talking purely oh, yeah. this year, but I, I think Mahomes natural. is better. No. I, I think Mahomes is better, but I think it's, I don't think it's Mahomes is way better than hurts this season. That, that different story. I'm talking natural talent as a quarterback. Jalen hurts okay, has a lot fine. of help. Come on. Let's be fair. Well, he Jaylen does, hurts but I'm saying Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts has a, run, a running back that rushed for over a thousand yards. He has AJ Brown, Devonte Smith. Quez Watkins. He has all these weapons at his disposal. He has Dallas Goddard. He he's got all these guys. Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. He's arguably the greatest. You put him in the conversation for greatest tight end of all time. Top three. Top three tight ends. Conversation. Yep. Um, but I mean, other than that, who help who else is Mahomes throwing to, really? So Juju's been up and down. Sky Moore. I mean, he's got he's got solid. They got they've got depth, but his offensive line is probably better. But Philly has two clear-cut number one guys. But offensive and line matters. I think he has a better offensive line. Philly, uh, Philly's got a hell of an offensive line, though. I think the Chiefs might. Lane look Johnson, better, Lane Johnson, he's old. Is incredible. He's old. Jason Kelsey, old. Oh my gosh. Then no. How about that? How about that? Two brothers who are in consideration for the greatest of all time in their positions. That's How fair. About that? That's funny. That, that's, that's very rare. You're but... right, though. The Eagles, the Eagles are a better team. I'm just trying to bust your chops. Yeah. No, I know, but uh, but I think because of the Mahomes factor, the Chiefs are just as much in this game. Yeah. Um. So I, I it's gonna be. I hope it's a close game, and I hope the Chiefs win. But, um, I just I. I I can't imagine uh, the center field editors meetings if the Eagles win because of uh, oh my god, my dear friend R- Ricardo Martinez, oh. and uh, he's he's a massive Eagles fan from South Jersey, and I I I wouldn't be able to stand him if he uh, got a, another Super Bowl. Um, Who would I, be happy though if the Chiefs won? Me? What? Yeah, no, but I'm saying like as an avid Chiefs fan, nobody nobody cares about the Chiefs. We just hate the Eagles. The Chiefs have a pretty good fan base. I, yeah, I don't but know if in the, seen... hold up in the center field, I'm talking center field. Oh, obviously. center field. Like nobody's oh, gonna, oh. like nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna be that upset if the Eagles win, except oh. for Ricardo putting in our in our face. A, a lot of center field guys are NFC East guys, and you know if if the Eagles lose, there's gonna be a lot of happy campers in center field. I think. But it's because the Eagles lose, not necessarily because the Chiefs, not because the Chiefs win. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just as good. I, <laughs> just as good. I, I don't, I don't know if that's just as good. I, I need, I need to keep saying the Giant. I saw two Super Bowl wins in my lifetime. I just need to keep saying that. What you need to say is that the Giants made it as as far as the Bills did this season. That Bills is and the Cowboys. That, the Bills and the that is great. That is that oh, it's is great it's, it's, I, I love that. I've already been doing that. In fact, I just saw Zach Arf today. He was, he was not happy. Stu- he was telling me one of his students said that to him, and he said he, you know, he considered ending it all after hearing that. Um, so I said, Well, 
Okay, at least I'm feeling better than you as a Giants fan right now. So, so what is your what is your prediction for this Eagles Chiefs game? Obviously, you want the Chiefs to win, but come on, the Eagles are going to win. Okay, the, the Eagles so, are going to. So, so, what's I, your I, prediction? I want the Chiefs to win. The Eagles are winning twenty-seven to twenty. Um, I think, I think the Eagles' defense will take charge late in the game. I think the Chiefs might flash early, but the Eagles in that fourth quarter, and I think the Eagles' secondary will be the X factor. Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They have to lock down the Chiefs' receivers. Absolutely. Not one of those Chiefs' receivers uh, scare me. Uh, I would even consider just putting a straight-up double team on Travis Kelsey at all times. I would – if they don't perform, I think the Eagles are in trouble. Um, I don't think their pass rush will be as big of a factor this time, considering the Chiefs' offensive line. Um, now, the Niners do have a solid def- offensive line in their own right, um, but when you're stuck running the ball for a whole game, it's not going to make that much of a difference. So um, I think the Chiefs' offensive line will have a better performance against that Eagles defense, but I think the Eagles offense and their secondary will be the true differences in this game. Um, And that's why I have the Eagles winning 27-20. I hope it's a reverse jinx, but Eagles 27-20. For the sake of it, I don't care who wins. I kind of, I don't, I don't like Mahomes and I don't like the Eagles. Why do you not like Mahomes? It's, it's just too much for me. Why it's is he just, too much? Like his family antics. Oh, I get his like, family. It's just but like, him. like he's he's just like the money. Like the money he gets is absurd, and not that he's deserves selfish. It. No, he does deserve it. Not that he's selfish or anything. But if you look at what the Chiefs are gonna do when he's older, like is my question for Patrick Mahomes is: Are you going to do the Tom Brady? Are you going to take less money so they can get other players around you? Or are you going to continue to be, you know, Mr. Moneymaker? Now, if he continue, if he, if he does a Tom Brady, then, then it's something else where I can respect him. However, if he just, if he just continues to make $50 million a year, I understand the salary cap is going to get, go higher, but like, come on, like, this is stupid. Like you're talking about quarterbacks, in my opinion, most quarterbacks are overpaid. Daniel Jones' offseason is going to get $30 million a year. Well, most no likely, look. most likely, is Daniel Jones a $30 million a year player? No, he's not th- worth $30 million a year. That's absurd. Well, let's be real. There's only three positions that really get paid. Quarterback. Qu- quarterback. You could get some. Quarterback. Offensive tackle and edge rusher. Offensive tackle and edge rusher. And those are the, and those are the top picks and, every year. And – so honestly, no one else is going to get paid. They're, the quarterbacks are the price is going to keep going up, and you just got to accept it. Uh, I would absolutely pay Daniel Jones forty million for forty million dollars. Absolutely, forty he, million dollars. He'd, he'd still be 40. making less than Derek Carr. Yeah, forty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, forty. Yeah, 40. so so That's you think Daniel Jones is ten million dollars less than Patrick Mahomes? That's the market. Well, also keep in mind, Mahomes signed his deal three years ago. So that that contract so is going to look so, so much better in So five would you years. say Mahomes is worth $60 million? In the current market, yeah. $60 million. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Just look at the current market. Oh, my God. This is insane. He's absolutely – you just got it. You can't just be stuck in the past, Derek. You got to look ahead in the future. I absolutely think the salary cap's a big deal when it's it is a big deal. But like Daniel Jones is right now a 40 million, I'd say the range for him is 35 to 40 million, probably closer to 37 and a half to 40 million. But he absolutely is worth that right now. 30 to me, it's 30 to 35. 
no, he wouldn't accept that. You, you, he, he's gonna. You, you don't think he would accept that? I don't think he'd accept. So that. hold up. If you're the Giants, I think if you're the Giants, you can l- not lowball Daniel Jones, but you can go lower than most teams because if you look at this, would Daniel Jones rather get thirty million dollars a year and be a New York Giant? Or would he rather be with the commanders at $35 million a year and basically not know, basically have Ron Rivera as his head coach and have an offensive coordinator that doesn't know what the hell he's doing and be out of this league sooner rather than later? Like, come on. Like, Daniel Jones has had one good year. I've never hated on Daniel Jones, but I've never loved Daniel Jones. Like, he's had one good, good year. Like, you can't, like, I hate, I like, like, it's just like so stupid to me. Three but years. Anyway, yeah, not, no, not that long term. No more than four. No more than four. I agree with that. I agree. I agree. To me, Absolutely. it's to me, it's got to be thirty for four. That's got to be your first offer. I can understand. No, you first offer. That's not saying that you're going to end up with thirty. Because if he's if he wants forty million dollars, if you offer him thirty four years, he's going to the Carolina Panthers. Absolutely. Yeah. I firmly believe. You know, Jacob brought that up to me the other day about the, the thought of Daniel Jones going to the Panthers, and I think it makes a lot of sense if the Giants don't give him a fair offer. You know, Frank I think Reich, he's more likely to go to he the grew up, Commanders. He, he, I don't think he'd go to the Commanders. He grew up with Carolina Panthers fan. Frank Reich, I think – got screwed over in Indianapolis. Oh, oh my God. With the, Chris Ballard is the most overrated general manager. Oh, he's the, he's the, he's terrible. He's a terrible general Chris manager. Ballard don't is get me a wrong. terrible general manager. Oh, he's terrible. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he, Frank Reich is gave, anything special. He gave Frank Reich the worst options at quarterback. We could see from a mile away, Matt Ryan was going to work out and you gave up a second round pick for him. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Give me a break. Frank Wright got screwed. He got hoed in Indianapolis. And I think Carolina hopefully will be a better situation for him in the future. Um, I think this will be a very Doug Peterson-esque resurgence for Carolina. But anyways, back to Daniel Jones. Just I'm going to read it off. The quarterback's making... 40 million dollars real quick okay how much is kirk cousins making well he signed his contract a while ago hold on okay fine uh, 40 million dollars in the meantime while you figure out the 40 million dollar quarterbacks i'm gonna say my prediction for the super bowl like i mentioned don't care about the eagles or the kansas city chiefs but i'm gonna say the eagles win 27 24 um but the reason i believe this is i actually think that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs will be coming back late in this game. I don't think they'll get a head start. I think they'll be coming back late, and I think Mahomes' talent, his raw talent and his ability to throw the football and run the run the football gives them a chance in this game. However, I have them losing by a field goal. So Kirk Cousins signed his contract extension uh, before this year. And, and he, purposefully, he purposefully took less. Okay, but uh, how much less? Team. He's going to make 30 over 36 million this year um but here's the thing here's the quarterbacks making 40 mil so would you say that daniel jones is worth well he is taking a pay cut you said he is taking a pay cut so he here's the thing here i'm going to read off the quarterbacks right now 40 million dollars 40 million dollars Dak prescott he signed his contract a while ago matt stafford 40 million Okay. Derek Carr, forty point, almost forty point five million. Okay. Josh Allen absolutely deserves it. Forty three million. Josh Mount Josh Allen's only making forty three million dollars a year. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is not fifty million. He's forty five million. I think it goes upwards of above fifty. It's fifty. It's fit like it was ten years for five hundred million dollars. Yeah, but, it's potential. But, like, but yeah, yeah. his base, his base contract. Yeah. It's 45 and the cap hit. Deshaun Watson with his absurd deal and stupid deal from the Cleveland Browns, 46 million. Um, fully, I, I'm sorry, fully guaranteed 200. I'm sorry, I, I would not do that fully guaranteed. Kyler Murray, 46.1 million, looking like an awful deal. Russell Wilson, 
49 million, Aaron Rodgers, 50.2 million. But I think in this current market, I mean, look at the guys right now. You're right. You're right. I don't want to admit it. You're right. You're right. These are the guys right now who are making less who are starting. Jared Goff. How much is he making? He's making. Now, keep in mind, he signed. This was the extension he signed when he signed, was with, yeah. with the Rams. Yep. This was twenty. This was after the Super Bowl appearance. Probably 2018, 20, 2019. 2019 uh, 33.5 mil. Okay. Carson, so, so you're right because he's going to get more than Jared Goff. Yeah. So he's going to get at least 35. Carson Wentz, 32. Uh, Matt Ryan, 30. Carson Wentz made $32 million. million. Because he signed that $128 million contract extension with the Eagles. That is, oh, okay. I remember that. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan's at 30. Uh, That was that extension a while ago with the Falcons. Tannehill's at 29.5. Brady, with all the pay cuts he's taken, is at 25. Um, Yeah, I'm stuck in the past. You're right. You just you gotta you gotta embrace it with open arms. Daniel Jones absolutely is a forty million dollar quarterback right now. Okay, short so, term. Don't pay him for it's not not ten years forty million a year. Give him three years, three or four years, forty million. Okay, but here here's here's the thing though. Let's say you pay him forty million dollars a year. Saquon probably to me is going to get fifteen million dollars a year. Mm, um, I wouldn't, but. Give him 14, 13. I, I don't know if Saquon's 15. Saquon, Christian McCaffrey makes $16 million a year. Yeah, different story. And the majority of the running backs that are that caliber make 13, 13, yeah. $14 million a year. I think Saquon Barkley is better than some of those other caliber quarterbacks. I put him at 15. I get worried about Saquon's injury history. Um, now if you put, Saquon, if you, this Saquon, is what I would, this is what I would do with Saquon. I would franchise tag Saquon this year. Why? Get, get in an exclusive extension window. Try to get that extension. If it ends up being 15, I'd be okay. I wouldn't be mad if it was 15, but I think he's, I, I know I'm sounding really cheap, but it, you are. I, 14 million. If you, I would, I would if resign you, Sterling Shepard veteran minimum. He should absolutely be a captain next year. <laughs> Sterling Shepard at the veteran minimum? Yes. Do you think he's going to accept the veteran minimum? Make him a captain, please. I need Sterling Shepard back in the Veteran minimum. You think he's going to accept <laughs> the minimum? I need Sterling Shepard back in the Giants. You think he's going I, to accept the minimum? I know this has become a Giants talk. I, I would trade for Brandon Ayuk. Why would San Francisco do that? They don't want to pay Brandon Ayuk when he has one year left on his contract. They got to pay Debo. I think San Francisco would be open to trading Ayuk. Heard it here. You, you'd have to so, give him up a first rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ayuk's the guy I would go for. Under 30 years old. So you're going to be cheap at running back, but get a more expensive receiver. So That's I what see. the Giants need. Okay, but what is what has been working for the Giants all season long? Unless if I'm missing something, the reason the Giants won nine on, games this year. Move on, you got to move on to the next level. You got to move on to the next level. But you at least got to hit what you did this year. Yeah, but Saquon is going to deteriorate. If you get rid of if you get rid of Saquon and we add Brandon Ayuk, I'm not saying get rid of Saquon. If he if he's demanding fifteen. And that's the only option. He's not accepting 14 or 13. I will give him 15. Saquon Barkley could be a hot take. I don't think it is a hot take. Saquon Barkley is more valuable than Daniel Jones for the New York Giants. He's more valuable. He's more valuable. I didn't say he's going to get more money. He's more yeah, valuable. I mean, at, when he's healthy, yes. He's just more valuable. Like this year. He's just more, more valuable. Real quick, just to cap this off, 
I hope Wink Martindale doesn't get hired to be a head coach. Um, I Mike Kafka. I love Mike Kafka, and I love this play calling this year. But if he becomes a head coach, I think it's less of a big deal to the Giants as if Wink instead of rather than Wink, Wink Martindale becoming a head coach. I would agree because I think I you think, can get. I think Wink is a bigger loss. I would agree, and I think that you can get Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. I think Joe Brady will be successful as the offensive coordinator with the Giants because he just didn't he just didn't work with Matt Rule and what Matt Rule's style is, and it just didn't collateral. But I think Joe Brady is the good offensive coordinator. It's yep. the guy or, who or, I would that's the guy who I would hire if uh, Kafka leaves. Yeah, or promote uh, Shea Tierney to quarterback coach. Fair enough. I, I'm a big Joe Brady guy, but that's yep. beside the point. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure. Episode thirty. Of Derek's discussions, Andrew, Great. do you have any last words for our listeners out there? Oh, man, I, I, I really hope the Eagles don't win, but I, I just know they're going to win. I know I'm conceding. I'm conceding it right now. I'm waving the white flag. Eagles are winning. Eagles are winning. Twenty-seven twenty. Jalen Hurts will be the Super Bowl MVP. I can already see it. Andrew Hart, everybody. Thanks, Derek. Pleasure.